Hey Gems, welcome back to the show. Let's not waste any time and jump straight into the topic. Welcome to the show. So go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Absolutely. First of all, thank you so much for sharing your platform with me. I'm excited to be here and uh, just connect and have conversation about what I'm most passionate about, um, you know, helping women um, continue to grow in their space. And so I am Latoya of LatoyaBaldwin.com. I am a mother, um, a single mother to my little broke bestie, uh, Taylor. Um, she keeps me pretty busy. Um, that, that's what I do. Um, I, I am an HR professional. Um, I also work in corporate America. I support um, an HR uh, team. Uh, we work um, for a pretty large um, organization, a Fortune 5 company. Um, so I do that in my, my uh, day job and I spend my um, evenings and afternoons building my online uh, presence and LatoyaBaldwin.com just really sewing into others and really trying to um, help people, help women um, continue to grow in their space. I love it. So what led you into HR maybe? Um, and, and then how did you branch into, you know, the, the other things that you do? Yeah. So I actually uh, went to college, um, got a degree in finance. So I was in banking for about three years and really thought that that was going to be, you know, my path and uh, found out very quickly that that wasn't a passion of mine um, and um, had the opportunity to uh, interview and join, you know, the crazy people in red and khaki um, over at Target. And that really set me on a path of uh, leading and building teams for uh uh, great organizations. And as I started to, you know, really see the inner workings of leadership, and um, I really found a passion with, you know, marrying uh, people strategies to, you know, really improve business outcomes. And um, that's how I, I found my way to um, HR and really being able to support the bigger picture. Um, and that's pretty much what I've been doing the past 14 years or so. I love it. And you hear that, y'all? She's our people. She worked with Target. Everyone in the tribe be making it rain at Target. So I almost I almost got a job. I was like, let me go apply at Target because that's where the money resides, clearly. It's a trap. It's a trap. <laughs> you spend all of your money there. Let me tell you, it's um, a great career, you know, right out of college, you know, to be giving keys to a, you know, $30 million business. It was a big learning experience, but um, a ton of fun, uh, really being able to build teams and then understanding retail and, you know, the inner workings of that. And of course, Target is always on the cutting edge of innovation and bringing new things and standing out to be different. And uh, yeah, they got all my coins while I was working there. I'm like, I shouldn't even be earning a paycheck here. <laughs> so I love it. You know, I think it's really important to recognize, um, you know, just how your journey can evolve over time, right? You thought you were going to be doing finance and it wasn't exactly, you know, what you you thought it was going to be. And that's okay, right? Like, I think people sometimes hit a wall and then um, either give up 
or get overwhelmed and feel stuck and want to stop um and it sounds like you you recognize that and i'm not to say that it was easy i'm sure it wasn't you know necessarily like um all sunshine and rainbows but you you changed course and it sounds like it's worked in your favor and and now you really have come into um finding your area of impact yeah it definitely wasn't easy but you know for me coming out of college it's interesting i like to connect with people and you know find out their backgrounds and you know what they went to school for and you most often see that people you know may may have uh, drifted and gone into different um career expertise for me you know when i was in school i didn't quite know you know where i wanted to land but as i again stepped into leadership i really found a passion around you know just people solutions and um helping people be better you know coaching development training all of those um at, um areas just really resonated with me i love it so okay you have you know a corporate position killing it in that realm why start a blog like what why put more on your plate as a busy mom <laughs> right crazy well for me i think last year uh really hit me uh, uh as it did everyone right with the pandemic and as i started to see the impact more specifically in the african american community and people losing their jobs left and right trying to navigate the space and i'm kind of known in my circle for you know just career advice you know i'm typically that person my friends are calling my family members are calling you know, my mom's actually in Tennessee and, you know, her, her company was doing layoffs. And before you know it, I was just getting phone calls. People are like, Hey, I got your number. Um, was hoping you could, you know, give me some insight or help me navigate this, this space. And so, um, I really feel compelled to step out there and identify what can I do? How can I be a resource and contribute, you know, beyond the four walls of the organization that I work for? Um, I really felt like there were, tips and tricks that I can share, you know, how to interview, uh, what are some things that you can do to negotiate your salary, you know, how to continue to um, grow in this space, even virtually, you know, and find career opportunities. Um, I really felt passionate about this is an area that I have an expertise that I can lean in and provide resources and support. So that is what birthed LatoyaBaldwin.com in a way that, you know, for me, I could just provide as many resources as possible. Um, one of the first tools that I created was um, a, a a packet of uh, scripts and templates to be able to email people. If you're trying to find a job and, hey, you don't know where to go and how to reach out to people or even what to say, uh, here's some, you know, free tools. You can go in there. I have, you know, what you can send a recruiter, how to email the um, hiring manager after you've completed your first interview, how to reach out to a former colleague and ask for support or resources or a recommendation. Those are things that I felt like people needed at the time. And I knew I, you know, had the ability to lean in and provide support. Ooh, the gym. So you said negotiate salary and no one can see me, but my ears perked up because I like talking about money. <laughs> so, you know, and there's a lot of things that we don't learn in school. And oftentimes <laughs> the things that we don't learn in school are the things that we, we need the most or that are going to help us to be able to, you know, take things to the next level and really feel fulfilled. And so, you know, the ability to negotiate, right, communication skills, um, are all things that I think we don't learn enough about. And so I would love to hear, you know, for for you, what are some keys to 
maybe negotiating because it's a whole the whole thing is a process when you're identifying what positions to apply for and and then the reaching out and the scripts and I saw those guides right it was like get hired and there was like five mistakes you're making that are keeping you from getting the job right so you have these great freebies and this information that you're sharing but um, when it comes to maybe negotiating salaries let's say where would someone begin with that yeah, that's a great question. One, I always encourage people before you even start the interviewing process, right? Um, get a good grasp on the compensation of the role, right? Whether that's posted, whether you go and do research to find out what's the market rate, um, that depends and will look different based upon the scope, the level of position, the geography in which it's based, right? Uh, what you may pay for someone in a specific uh, skill set and a role in Dallas, Texas, where I reside may look completely different to what someone may be paid and compensated for in California. So really doing the research to understand what's your baseline um, for the role because companies have, you know, a, a set range that they can pay for a specific skill set. But then also understand, you know, what are your unique qualities, right? What do you bring to the role? What is your experiences, your education, those types of things that make you uniquely qualified for the role. So even before you're actually actually interviewing, you know that if and when you get that offer, um, what kind of that range you want to be in. And then as you consider base compensation, I always tell people to look at the bigger picture. What are some of the other things that you need to consider, right? Um, with that role, does it come with incentives? You know, is there a bonus? Do you get you know, um, a car allowance? Do you get clothing allowances? Do you get support with your development and, you know, conferences? Like, what are those things that are important to you? Because I'll tell you, I'm negotiating just more, you know, a lot more than um, my base salary. I'm, you know, really looking for some of those other things that may tell you the total picture. So again, do your research, understand what's the um, market rate of a role. What are some of the unique qualifications that you bring that will give you an opportunity to negotiate a higher um, salary. And then again, just understanding total compensation, what's all included in that package, benefits and everything. I love it. So, you know, I, I feel like I heard a statistic that, you know, men will, I think maybe 60% of the time, like if they think they qualify for uh, 40% yes. or something yes. like that, then they'll, they'll, they'll apply, apply. They'll, you know, they'll go for it. They don't even have half. They think they don't even have half of the skills on the description and they still mm -hmm. apply. But women, yeah. right. I don't know. I'm trying to think of the exact percentage, but it was like way different. You know what I mean? It was like opposite. Like women, it's like, if men feel like they check two boxes out of 10, they're like, okay, I'll give it a shot. Women are like, if I don't check 10 out of 10 boxes, 10 10, yes. then I don't need to apply for this. And so what do you say to women who are disqualifying themselves before um, they even get in the door? Yeah, interesting that you ask. So I, you know, I share that a lot, you know, with with women and to your point, um, there is a statistic out there. I don't have it readily available with me, but um, really women do, and that's this um, internal thing that we do and we're overly critical of ourselves, right? So um, we see men progress and they grow in their careers um, at a higher rate. They end up in these positions and sometimes the women, we're still back here sitting like, really? Um, I know I'm more qualified for that role, but we're not putting ourselves out there. So I think it starts with really having that confidence and saying, hey, I may not have every single qualification on there, 
but I do have the ability, I have the learning agilities to scale up. So if I have six out of the 10, the other four, you know, I can learn, I can um, understand, you know, that there's things that I can compensate for as I scale up in the role. So you gotta put your name in the hat. You can't, um, you know, be considered for those opportunities. What is it, Michael Jordan, I think said, you know, you can't make the shots you don't, you know, shoot for. You gotta put your name out there. You gotta say, you know, hey, I'm gonna take this chance and um, really apply myself. Um, and, and then given the opportunity, right, being able to be a part of those conversations, uh, we have to step up. We have to put our names out there um, and post for positions. And then use that as learning lessons. If you don't get the opportunity, right, make sure, especially if it's your existing organization, what feedback can you solicit? What are the things that you need to continue to work on? Make sure that you have alignment with your leadership and they're clear on your goals and expectations and even somewhat your timelines of when you want to grow and scale in your career and use those opportunities to get specific feedback on one, what does it take for you to do that? Would love to know, you know, what um, uh, you've seen or what's been, you know, discussed as the, the salary for this particular role. And, you know, we can go from there. But again, I'm never revealing the number, which of course I've already come prepared with my number, but I'm not sharing that first because I need to see where they're gonna meet me and I need to make sure I don't undersell myself as well. So then based upon, and typically when you're in these conversations, either the recruiter, if they're doing their part on the front end as they're screaming, screening and vetting out candidates, they're going to be probably a lot more transparent with you on the front end um, to make sure that they're having the right conversations with the right people. One. And so I always know going in um, a process that we're in a good space because when the recruiter vetted that out on the front end to make sure that it was worth us continuing the conversation and we wouldn't be, you know, too far apart when it came to receiving an offer. And so one, you know, again, I would say make sure you don't start with the number. You let the company present that to you um, and then you leverage that to continue the conversation and ensure that you can scale up from there. The other piece that I think ties into the preparation for those conversations. It's just making sure that, um, you know, confidence can be a thing. These can be nerve wracking conversations, right? So I would say prep. It's all in your prep work, right? So whether that's practicing with yourself and doing that whole, you know, I'll jump in a mirror really quick and have a conversation with myself just to prepare and make sure that I'm thinking through it. I'm presenting myself. I'm being aware of my body language. Um, if you need to record, you know, the conversation just to practice your spill a few times, um, you can do that. And then also if you have a friend, um, someone, you know, that you trust that you can have that conversation with that'll also um, kind of give you um, advice and, and help you navigate that space. Of course, I'm an HR professional, so I'm big on role playing. So anytime that you can practice, I think the more practice helps you prepare for those conversations. She just gave y'all all of the keys. So if you have not <laughs> been taking notes, like if you, if you ain't been writing down what she just said, then you're going to have to go back and listen to it again. I don't know what to tell you. Like, and then you're going to have to send it to your friend because I know you and your friends are commiserating and talking about your jobs and all that fun stuff. So you need Secure to listen. That's what we have to do. <laughs> oh my goodness. And it's possible. It's possible for you. You can make it happen. Um, and all you have to do is, is put the work in. Like there is, none, we're not saying that it's going to fall in your lap that all of a sudden you're just going to get a pay raise. The next time you go into your review, all of a sudden people are going to be handing you bags. No, 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 no. She said you're going to have to put the work in, prepare, practice, um, consult, 
invest in yourself, you know, with your time, your energy, your effort, and maybe, you know, your money. You might need to have someone look over your resume. You may need to uh, maybe have someone, you know, sit with you and teach you how to communicate or negotiate if it's something that really gets in the way of you being able to to make progress. So um, the work has to be put in, you know? Yeah. And you said something there too. I think it looks a little bit different if you are positioning yourself to negotiate your salary with your existing employer right? It's one thing to go into um, an opportunity of a new role. Um, I recently transitioned about six months ago to a new company. And so you're walking in brand new, right? And you have, you know, an opportunity. And as an external, you actually have a leg up, right? You get to talk through and, um, and have conversations openly and let them meet you where you are. Internal, it's um, much more challenging, right? So my advice to people that are looking to negotiate their salaries within their existing company is one, make sure that not only are you um, being the boss that you are in your role and you're killing your position, right? That you're tracking every contribution that you're making, right? So just identifying the things that you're doing to go above and beyond, um, taking note of the accolades and the recognition that you're receiving, making sure that you are identifying how you're adding value, right? More importantly, if you're able to put data to it and statistics of how you're saving the company money, how you're adding to the bottom line, how you're growing the portfolio, those things are going to help you position yourself as you're going into your annual review. I always look at every annual review as an opportunity for me to sell myself and really talk about all the great things that I do. And in order to do that and be well prepared, because I know we all get to the end of the year or top of the year, depending upon the company, and it's the dreaded review time. And we're like, oh my gosh, now I got to recap everything that I did. Um, I actually keep notes. So every single, uh, well, I do two things. One, every single month, I make sure that I'm tracking, you know, again, just my contributions, things that I'm doing um, that have led the organization to success or again, any recognition. Um, and each Friday, I actually do a weekend review. So I'm really diving in so I can get very granular on the things that I'm doing so that when it comes review time, I have all of my notes. I can take you back month over month to show um, really my performance and the things that I'm doing because I look at that as an opportunity. You got to help me understand how I'm not being great out here, right? Like I am killing it for this organization. I need you to see that and compensate me. Right. That is my language. I want to ensure that I'm secure in the bag and I'm not leaving any coins on the table. So I come prepared for those conversations every single year when we're talking review. And then if it's an off cycle, say that we've had that conversation and year in is another six months out. But I feel as though I'm not being compensated. Right. Then that's where you go and you position yourself to have that conversation. Right. Set set up a meeting and talk with your supervisor. Uh, really have some conversations in a way that you're able to share your interests and or your concern around your compensation, where you are, where you believe you should be. Being objective in those conversations are most important. So again, it goes back to doing your research, understand market rate, identifying and keeping track of your performance, your contributions, and being able to have a level-headed conversation, right? We can't get in there saying, um, I gotta you know, pay my bills, or I know so-and-so is making you know, X amount of money. It's not about those things. Being able to have an objective conversation <clears throat> where you see yourself, your contributions, and where you need to marry your compensation um, is most important. So I just wanted to call that out for those that are considering conversations uh, within their existing organization. 
you are just a gem. I mean, I'm just <laughs> sure that people listening right now are going to be able to, you know, apply what you're saying and really get to town on um, reevaluating their approach and what they want to do next, you know, maybe in the next six months, next year or so as they're considering a shift or or reconsidering a shift because sometimes it's not that you even need to leave it's that you just don't you just haven't had a conversation where you're at to to get to clarify some things um and and if you were to have a conversation and for some needs to be met that you would be fine in the place that you're in and so i love that you mentioned set up a meeting with your supervisor you don't have to wait for them to set one up with you you can you know take control and say you know, hey, I would absolutely love to sit with you for X amount of time just to chat about, you know, the way that things are going, that I'm really excited in the direction that we're headed um, and how I can contribute to, you know, continuing to progress in this position and help the company meet its objectives. They're going to be like, what? Because 70% of Americans are disengaged at work. So if you all of a sudden kind of classify yourself or, or put yourself into that 30% and now you're putting yourself on the radar, on the map, and they're like, excuse me like you care about what you're doing here enough to set up a meeting with me like I don't have to come to you and tell you you know what to do and whatnot um I think that that's you know a a great way to shift a perspective that like we are I don't even want to say underneath but that there's power dynamic that flows one way like you have influence in the workplace the checks are coming to you okay so you are the asset in that place so obviously in the right way with tact research-based evidence-based conversation but you do have you know a level of influence to have conversations when it's done appropriately and and what you just said has been the the baseline of my career right i have taken the approach that i'm not waiting for anything to come to me and that's not just my conversations about money that's my development right? We own our own development. And when you do that, you shift that dynamic, right? You show that you are here to contribute. You're going to show up. You're going to go above and beyond um, and that you want to do more with this organization, right? Being clear around your vision, where you want to scale your career in corporate America is really important because if you're sitting around on the sidelines waiting for a shoulder tap, you might be waiting forever right and if you're like me I don't have that type of time I'm here to do what I need to do and I'm here to grow my career and so I'm going to take the bull by the horn I'm going to own my development and I'm going to lean into my leaders and ask for their support ask for their guidance because they're going to know certain things that I may not know how to do right like I said before I transition into a new company I don't know how to navigate this new space so I'm leaning into my leader to help me like I one of the first conversations I wouldn't say the first conversation it's one of our like first deep conversations. I would say probably 30, 60 days in, somewhere in there, I had a conversation around, hey, I'm looking for a mentor. Preferably this is someone who's gonna be a level or two above you. Um, these are some of the things I need in a mentor and what I like and what works best for me. I'm new to the organization who anyone, you know, that's top of mind for you that could be a good fit. I wasn't waiting for my leader to tell me, you know, hey, here's a mentor, things of that nature. So I think we have to take um, ownership of that and when you do again a lot of leaders are going to appreciate that and they're going to see that you're here you're serious you want to grow and they're going to also sow and invest in you if they didn't take the initiative to do so um, from the beginning I absolutely love it so do you have any I love it do you have any um, you know gems that you would like to share 
um, other than those and other than those tips and tricks around negotiation, just whether it's like frequently asked questions that you get um, or your go-to tips and tricks for someone who's looking to essentially take their career to the next level. Yeah, um, I would share uh, kind of what I, um, you know, just put out there. I'll add into that, you know, people ask, how do I, you know, scale my career in, you know, corporate America or in my, my current company, you know, and like I said before, you really do have to um, take your, your development, um, you know, uh, and make sure that you're doing what you need to do to lean into that space. And then the other piece is, you're not waiting to get promoted to show that you have the ability to lead at the next level. For me, that's probably one of the bigger hacks um, is stepping into a space, right? And identifying, am I showing up in the role in which, not that I occupy today, that's baseline, that's ticket to the game, right? But am I showing up every day as a pure leader, as someone like I'm making my leader's job easier in a way that is obvious that I'm someone that can occupy that seat, right? And so um, that for me is probably a big hack in regards to how do you promote how do you show I'm not waiting to step into that next space um, and what I can encourage people to do is identify you know what does success look like at the next level what are the key contributions and expectations of someone that's in that seat that you're um, looking for and then make sure you're showing up that way right um, really make sure that you're doing what you need to do to contribute to the organization and ensure that you're getting the appropriate exposure right so is also not doing those things, you know, on, on the back end, right? That that there's a time and place for that, but also showing up in a way that you have that presence, right? That you're being acknowledged for the things and those are being seen by the right people in the right way. And that's how you're going to be identified as someone that has the potential to do more because one, they're not um, they're not guessing that, that's not un, unseen or unknown. They're actually seeing that manifest in you every day. They're seeing how you show up. They see how you take ownership and accountability. They see how you have influence and you impact at a larger level, uh, regardless of your current scope and position. And so those are things that I would say to people who are looking to grow within corporate America, um, make sure that you're doing those things today. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing those tips. Honestly, I, it, I think that you mentioned, right, like this past year or so has been a little bit of a doozy. So for a lot of people, I think that they're taking into consideration or kind of, you know, thinking over what they're doing professionally and what they want to do, you know, and what's going to be fulfilling and support them living on purpose and, and, and being satisfied. And so I think that these are some great tips to help them to be able to continue to filter through some of what they're considering and, and feel more confident about their strategy. I think that oftentimes um, a lack of confidence comes from a lack of preparation. So if they're now yes. equipped with the tips that you've shared um, on how to prepare, on how to approach the situation, that hopefully it gives them a little bit more di clear direction and, and confidence in their ability to just take one step. You don't have to have it all figured out, y'all, okay? But just Not at all. one Not at all. step. Yeah. One step. So um, where can everyone find you? Um, where are you most active? And how can they stay in touch? 
Yeah, so I am on Instagram at the Latoya Baldwin. Um, I'm working on um, being more consistent there. I try to post a couple times a week, but um, for me, it really has been a whirlwind, like many people. But you know, changing jobs in the middle of a pandemic, right? Um, and then also uh, raising my little broke Bessie. You know, it's been been busy. It's been you know a, a place for me to kind of find balance, but um, Instagram. Instagram. I love connecting with other women. I love, you know, being able to cheer people on, um, you know, trying to be everybody's hype woman. So Instagram is definitely where I am. And then also at LatoyaBaldwin.com. Again, I try to post my, um, you know, blog content. I do um, post on there probably, you know, two, three times a month where I'm sharing just resources. I gravitate to uh, my career um, insight and, and knowledge there, but I also share, you know, lifestyle and motherhood, um, especially for single moms trying to balance it all, trying to scale up in uh, corporate America as well as show up for our families, uh, you know, as a big responsibility there. So I find all of that content um, at LatoyaBaldwin.com. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And I know that everyone that's listening that feels called to, to reach out or check out your website will. Um, and just nothing but gratitude and appreciation for you taking some time to chat with us. Thank you. This has been great. I appreciate you letting me jump on here and share this space with your audience. It's my first podcast um, and, you know, really great uh, forum in a way that we can continue to share and help each other out. So this is great. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the podcast, you have a few options. You can subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it, and you'll be notified as new episodes are uploaded. You can also leave a review or send me your feedback. Doing so helps me to create content that's relevant to what you want to hear about. And last, you can share the podcast with a friend. Whether it's directly or sharing it on your social media, it helps them to know that you think that this is information that they need to hear about. Thank you.